welcome to A Bookshelf Binge. I'm your host, Jessica, and today I am joined by Mel, who's the owner of Steaming Lit and also fellow bookstagrammer. And I am so excited for this one. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So for those of you don't know, who don't know, Steamy Lit is a company and a book box that focuses on romance authors who are BIPOC and LGBT, LGBTQIA, and it really amplifies these voices in a sphere that's very white. And the ultimate goal of Stimulant is to embrace sexuality and celebrate self-love, which I love so much. I think your book box is so unique and so cool. How did you come up with it and how did it start? Like, What's the origin story of this company? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so last year in the midst of the pandemic, um, I started reading a lot of romance and my husband was also deployed throughout the whole pandemic. So it was just me. Um, and the dogs, and um, I started reading a lot of romance, and then I kind of started having conversations with just different folks within Bookstagram, and just like the book community in general, um, and I noticed that nobody was talking about how romance books made them feel, or at least at that time, I felt like people weren't. I feel like now with like steamy books going viral on TikTok, that conversation has very much opened up, which I love, um, but I feel like we weren't talking about it. And I was like, am I the only one who's like horny after reading these books? Like what's happening? Like no one needs to like grab a vibrator. Like, come on, let's talk about it. Um, and I was talking to a friend and I was like, you, like someone should make a book box that pairs books with vibrators. And she was like, do it. And I was like, what do you mean do it? And she was like, do it. And so I kind of started looking into it and I was like, okay, let's do it. And so um, kind of how it started, I messaged KJ, my husband, and I was like, hey, I have this business idea. Like, what do you think? And he's like, I mean, if you are like feeling passionate about it, you think it's gonna, you know, do well, like go ahead. And so that's, that's kind of what started it all. Um, and with that, right, like reading romance, I noticed that if I went to like Barnes and Nobles or like big bookstores or whatever, like what I was finding was primarily romance books written by white women um or they were all about you know like male female couples um everyone cis and so like I really wanted to start reading first about folks who look like me or my husband and um just different experiences from my own right like especially when we talk about like love and pleasure like that that's such a big big spectrum and so it was kind of bothersome um, and problematic that this is just publishing in general, right? Like it's mostly white. And so um, just having to go out of my way to find authors who looked like me or who wrote stories about folks who look like me or who just told stories that weren't your typical, you know, coupled stories um, was a little harder than most. I feel like in the past year, there's definitely been a shift in that or maybe just because of what I'm paying attention to it feels like there's a shift in that but at the time I just really wanted to provide a service that really amplified these authors work um, and I've, I've kind of expanded it a little bit to include anyone who's any kind in any kind of like marginalized community right so um, I do want to find books with 
like neurodiversity and folks with disability and chronic illness. Like, I feel like those are all very important things to highlight um, that we don't see enough of. That's amazing. I find your mission and ethos so amazing, but because it's so different, was there ever a moment you were really worried putting a book like a book box like this forward? Or was it just something that you kind of just said, fuck it for? Yeah, all the time. I mean, I still worry about it daily. Um, I mean, I feel like society in general has always taught us like not to talk about our sexuality, right? Um, And so, yeah, I mean, it's a concern. It was a concern then, it was a concern now. Um, I think it will always be a concern just I mean, I think as long as like the world continues as it is, right? Where like men can talk about their pleasure, but women's pleasure comes second. Or like women shouldn't talk about their pleasure because then they're, you know, described as uh, promiscuous or whatever, right? And so like, I feel like until those stigmas, until we don't break those stigmas, but I feel like this is a way to break those, right? And so, yeah, I mean, even when I like, post about the book box or I talk to other people like I always kind of have the back of my in the back of my mind is it too much right like but I feel like that that's part of like what what society has been telling me so I go through periods where like when people are like super excited about it um that like really help affirm like my mission and what I'm doing um and then there's other times where I'm like oh like should I not like should I have not focused on like self-pleasure but I mean honestly like if I wasn't focusing on like self-pressure self-pleasure and embracing our sexuality then I feel like I would just be like other book boxes and there's already plenty of those so I feel like this this is helping break the stigma and hopefully helping folks out there who have not been comfortable with embracing their sexuality and just like embracing self-love to really do that for themselves I feel that so passionately I have lots of conversations like this with my family and it's so interesting because I've been like reading romance since I was like 12 years old and like that kind of like helped shepherd me into like what I find attractive and what everything like that and we'll have conversations conversations about it and like there's such an interesting line of like my family who finds it very uncomfortable to talk about it and like people who are very open about it and it's like generational and societal and it's fascinating. I find that divide of what we can and can't talk about, especially as women, I find bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially growing up in like a Latinx household, like it's not something that we talk about. Like my mom didn't have conversations with me about like what an orgasm feels like or what can I expect or anything like that. And even having conversations within like the steamy lit community, like sometimes I'll post like just questions about just sexuality in general. And some folks will share their stories and like, they'll tell me about like the first time they orgasm and how embarrassed they were because they, they had no idea what was happening. Right. And like, why are we failing our, ourselves are like our future, the future women, like, why aren't we talking about, about these things? And yeah, I mean, growing up in the Latinx household, like you just don't talk about it. And so like, my mom is very much okay with it. Um, now, like, uh, to an extent, like, 
we've we've even talked about like oh why don't you send your aunt a box but it'll never be like oh send me a box right so which i find is like very interesting like she won't cross that bridge um but i mean i guess very much okay with it in the spectrum overall where like I've had like a male cousin message me and just tell me like, you're doing too much, but like, why, why does that make you uncomfortable? Right. Because like you, like you've talked about masturbating and like, just like the women that you have had. It's like, so why can't, why can't I? Right. Um, So it's definitely a very, very interesting ongoing conversation. I think my favorite part of it all has just been being able to talk to different folks about their like sexual experiences and just how, the lack of embracing sexuality or talking about sexuality growing up like has shaped them and like their experiences and how now they're trying to like break out of that. Um, I mean, even as women, right? Like if I knew a woman who was having too much sex, like I'm calling her names and now I'm like, fuck that, like do whatever the fuck you wanna do, like go get yours, you know? Like, um, so my, I mean, I'm I'm also guilty in in falling for like what society expects from you. So um, yeah, I think, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great just learning experience. Um, and it's been great just seeing folks really start embracing who they are. And obviously that looks different for everyone, right? Like, well, I'm okay talking about like vibrators or like how a book makes me feel. It could look completely different from you and that's totally okay. Um, my goal is just for people to not be ashamed of that. Which is, Fantastic. Especially in the romance sphere, which is very much not all books are graphic and like there is the fate of black and there's like an entire spectrum of everything that you're comfortable with. And that's kind of why I love it so much is because I can find what I like and I can also find things that kind of push me out of my comfort zone and kind of see, am I interested? Am I enjoying like reading about this? And I think book boxes like yours like very much like expand that even further, especially since your book boxes focus on BIPOC authors, LGBT authors, and romance is such a white space. I like personally, like didn't read BIPOC authors in that sphere until very recently, just because it wasn't something I found easily. It wasn't until like joining bookstagram that I really found these authors and was like I am missing an entire section of these like genres and so I love what you're doing (laughs) yeah I also think like as readers right like before I joined bookstagram and was much more heavily involved in the book community like I just picked up books because like that's what Barnes and Nobles was recommending or like that's what was on the display shelf on a bookstore and I wasn't paying attention to the author's um, or like their values or, you know, any, any of that. I would say until I joined Bookstagram that I started realizing like, it's, it is important to like pay attention to who I'm reading. Um, and that's really helped me um, diversify my bookshelf, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, unless you are purposeful until publishing starts changing for the better, like I feel like unless you're purposeful in finding your reads, you're not you might not be focusing on that. So, you know, I'm hoping that with the steam box, like I'm providing it for you. So like, you don't, you don't have to go out of your way. Like here it is. It's exactly why I love your box so much. <laughs> like, it's like, like here, I'm doing the work for you. Here you go. <laughs> how, how do you go about collaborating and creating partnerships like with 
the publishers and with the authors, some of your books weren't traditionally published that you've done for Steambox. So how do you go about like cultivating that partnership and then getting it out to all of your subscribers? So there have been like two ways of doing this. So like some of them who are in the published, um, I've gone through the author, but through like book wholesalers. So I will purchase the books from book wholesalers and then I'll try to arrange for the books to be signed by the author. But I always like to let the author know that like I want to feature them in the box. Um, with publishers, obviously it's a little bit different, but I have like early on when I started out, and I mean, I guess it's still very early on, but like when I was first, first, first starting to even think about this, I started to reach out like I looked up every single email possible for every publisher and I started, I just reached out saying like, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to build connections. And so some of those who have been traditional published, like I go through the publisher themselves um, and then they try to arrange whether it's like signed book plates or uh, signed books. Um, what kind of sucks about all of that is that like, obviously signed book plates are a little bit easier because then the author can just mail those yourself. When you're trying to get the author to sign them, then it has to go to the author first um, and then here. And so those are always like extra incurred costs, obviously. But I always like to reach out with the author, um, like for my fall, not my fall, my winter books now that I'm like curating for that. Like the, I've only picked one book so far, but I've already reached out to give them like a heads up, like, hey, I really loved your book. Um, and I try to build the relationships early on just so that like, they're aware that it's happening and because I would love for them to be involved in any way that they can because I feel like readers really love that um like for the fall box that I revealed today like it was so fun to get like videos from like all three authors and put them together in a reel like that was so fun um and for me I think like relationship building is I think the most important part of any kind of like partnership or whether it's like at work or or through this which is also business work right um or just friendships or whatever like I feel like relationship building is probably the most important part um so yeah just reaching out to them early on um with the small businesses it's kind of hard um because like first you have to look for small businesses right and then like you have to find that they are women-owned um or minority-owned and then you know trying to reach out to them um and just tell them like, hey, I would like to feature you. Like, what are your prices like? And just having those conversations with them. What's kind of hard with small businesses is that because they are small businesses, right? Like they don't have the ability to like make as much product as fast. They are not able to give you as many discounts as like a, a larger store would, right? Um, but that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, I, I want to be able to amplify their work and their business as well um so i mean it's also been fun just to see like what's out there and how i can like put stuff in the box if i see like if i'm reading a book and i see or like a specific smell like the love interest smells like something specific like i try to keep that in mind so that when we're like picking a candle or whatever um like I try to keep that in mind to let the candle maker know like hey if you have something special I would love to do this so yeah that's so cool and so much work <laughs> but awesome yeah Why? It's definitely a journey yeah definitely I love that also that you don't just like put one book in there like you said 
for the book that you, the box that you just revealed there, there's three authors there and I find that even cooler how do you decide on what books that you put in there is it are they books that you've read and then I'm like I love this I'm putting it in or how do you go about that yeah I I have to read all the books um so that kind of makes it a little bit harder because obviously there's only one me um and I'm not I'm not at the point in the business where I feel like I can let someone else read the book and like give me their opinion like I have to sign off on it and that's what's probably most time consuming like for like two months straight I've been reading like books for the holiday box that I'm trying to put together and like none of them are hitting the mark and you know aside like obviously I'm looking for like diverse authors but um it just really has to be like at least in like my rating scale it has to be like a four star or more and it's hard because there's some books that like I enjoy but like I just don't feel like they're the right pick maybe I'll go back to it later but I just feel like for that mood it just was not it so it does become it is very time consuming and it becomes difficult especially because like I want to feature all the books but um, narrowing it down to like one per month for the quarter makes it hard so yeah what made you decide to do it quarterly because of the vibrator Mm. because I felt that if people were subscribed to the full box that get a vibrator monthly like or a vibrator quarterly they might not want a vibrator monthly uh so I just figured like I put one vibrator per quarter and all these items but you still get a monthly book Mm -hmm. that is like 12 vibrators a year is a solid number of vibrators yeah yeah. I'm all for diversifying your fun tools, yeah. but <laughs> that's a lot to store. Yeah, I had a, like, when I was trying to put together how I wanted to do the subscription box, I was having a very hard time trying to figure out, like, well, how many vibrators do people want? And, like, the other portion is, like, well, my husband helps me when I pack the boxes. Like, the other hard part is, like, okay, like, first I do all the boxes that have all the products including the vibrator and so if I started having just like some orders with some orders without like everything was just going to get very complicated if it was like a monthly thing so I'm still thinking of switching things up I think it'll still be a quarterly box but I'm trying to kind of see how this year runs and then like how I can add different services um and things like that it's just hard because everything is upfront cost for me right like it's not like I can first sell it and then pay back the people who I'm buying it for like especially because most of these people are small businesses so like obviously they need to get their money too so pre-orders are huge for me but even with that like sometimes I'm so scared that I'm not gonna have enough and then like trying to figure out if people will be able to make more so I mean I'm still trying to get the hang of things so far it's it's gone well but there's always room for improvement what is one of your major goals for Stimulet? One of my major goals, I think, would be for, I think just in general, like for this box to be part of everyone's household. Um, like everyone who is a reader or a romance reader, at least. Um, and whether that's like the book only subscription or like the book with some products, um, but really to be able to grow, grow Steamy Lit and be able to do it full time, 
the other part of Steam Heat Lit, I mean, we have like merch and then we have, um, I'm working on opening up like the romance book portion of it. So it'll be like an online romance bookstore. Um, but with that, because KJ is active duty military, it's so like I, my dream would be to open up like a physical store, a physical steamy lit store where I like pair different books with vibrators. Like obviously like people can just buy the book or the vibrator or whatever, but like they have the option, like that would be a fucking dream. Um, but with KJ being active duty, like we might move around so much that it becomes hard. So right now it's just establishing an online presence and really like breaking out of the book community. I feel like right now, most of the people who know about Steamy Lit and the Steambox know it because of the book community, because of Bookstagram or book clubs that I am part of. But I want like people to know about it. Like they know like about book of the month, right? Like I, I, I don't just want to hit people in the book community, but people who are like casual readers who subscribe to book subscriptions. So trying to figure out how to break out of that is is also a big goal I just told you like three but yeah (laughs) it was perfect I love it I can't (laughs) wait to be able to find a store like a coffee shop with a bookstore because I have one of those on the streets but one with vibrators like that's kind of a dream (laughs) be able to walk in it's kind of like (laughs) well satisfaction and guaranteed is just a sex store I guess um (laughs) it's not both but yeah I mean I don't even know that it would be like a huge um like focus on that but like it would be so cool for people to be able to walk in and like build their own steam box like that would be amazing yeah I love that idea like what if if he ever ends up not being active military and you like do open up a brick and mortar like I'll be like there like banging on the door <laughs> to be let in uh you mentioned book clubs stimulant has a book club yes how did that get started is that just like a branch off did it come first yeah it kind of it kind of came simultaneously like while I was waiting to open up steam box the steam box I just kind of started building like a steamy lit book club um and right now we're pretty much focused on just reading whatever's in the box and then I try to have like optional picks every month just of like any other romance that people might want to read and we try to do like buddy reads or buddy chats um but it's definitely something that I can spend a lot more time with um it's just I would love to dedicate my time to just steamy lit brand full-time but it's not paying my bills yet so I can't but I mean yeah I I I love that part of it I love connecting with other people who are also reading the romances and you don't have to like buy the steam box to be part of the book club like you can just read along with us so that's always fun and how does one join the book club uh, so we are on, we're Steamy Lit Book Club on Instagram or on Facebook. Have you learned any major lessons while running the business? Either about running business or about yourself? Um, I think about publishing more than, than not, um, more than anything, um, like it's been really interesting to figure out like how publishing works and that for example like I thought when I was buying from the publisher like the publisher reports like sales to like the list right like the New York Times whatever it may be um but no like they're actually not allowed to do that so like you have to register to like report that yourself which like I would have I would have probably never learned until like I was running this um 
I I think a big part of Steamy or the Steam Box is that with every sale we donate five percent of every box to like a nonprofit organization of my choosing, um, and that has probably been the most rewarding part, like being able to tally up how much I have to donate at the end of the quarter to these organizations. And I guess I didn't, I guess for myself, like I didn't realize how much I would enjoy that part of it. Um, so that's been great. And I definitely hope that in the future, like I can double that or like match that, um, but little by little. I feel like little by little is like legitimately the motto of any small business. It's like yeah. as you grow, it's just little by little. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any dreams of like writing a romance novel yourself? Hmm, I do. Um, I used to write a lot in high school, not like books or fanfic, but just like short stories maybe. And I always enjoyed it. But then like I went to college, then the Navy and like, I never even like thought about it again until now where like I literally like everything that plays out in my life is a romance book like I'll be in the elevator with someone and I'm like oh this would be like the great start to a romance book or like I see the UPS guy drop something off and I'm like huh that would be a great start to a romance book um I also haven't read many I started reading some navy seal like romance books and I could not like they were just so corny and like no offense to them but as someone who had has been in the navy like I it was just not like it, it was not it, I could not um so I love to write a navy romance book um I feel like if if or when I write a romance book, it's definitely going to be like a Navy romance, like two sailors falling in love type thing. I've, I keep meaning to sit down and like plot like what the series would be like and like what couple would be part of it, each series. Um, but it's one of those things like until I don't like actually sit down and like start writing, it's never going to happen. So eventually I would love to make time for that. It's like how like doctors and lawyers can't watch doctors and lawyers show because it's just like yeah. too fictionalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just- there was like I like I really I was really like wanting to feature one. And I was like, I can't. And I I think I saw the other day, maybe in that galley, there was definitely like a sailor in the front cover. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Um, so I didn't but I mean maybe there are some out there that are like great greatly written but I just I don't know the the ones I read were just way too corny for me Um, so yeah I think it's very similar to I think if you're in that field I mean even like so I work in college athletics and I read I love taboo romance like an age gap is not like it's like my bread and butter like give me all the all the daddies give them to me uh, your boyfriend's dad, your like best, your dad's best friend, whatever, like give me all the daddies, okay? But this particular one was a student athlete and a coach. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I can't, like, I mean, I finished reading it and like the writing and the steam were fantastic, but I was cringing the whole time because it was like too close to home, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I definitely feel that. <laughs> just, just like it's a little too much, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is my life. (laughs) Yeah. That's kind of hysterical. I have read a couple of those military romances. Like, 
Kate Canterbury has like two or three, I think, that are very like have it like in the background of everything. Mm-hmm. And like one of her my favorite novels of her, the like the guy is a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. And but it's like not really discussed. Like he like yeah. does deployments and he like talks about kind of about how he like like took shrapnel and stuff like that. But like the day in and out isn't talked about. And I'm like, I appreciate yeah. this because you very yeah. obviously were not. <laughs> yeah, like I read um I think Anna Hong, maybe. Um Twisted Love, Twisted Games. Mm-hmm. Um which like spoiler um that's gonna be one of our winter bots nobody knows this you heard it here first um but I think the second book the guy the bodyguard is like an ex-navy seal and like I appreciated that too like I I knew the guy was in the military like there was little reference to it but it wasn't like the whole like there you didn't have to go into like intricacies of what what the military or the navy is right so I feel like that's why, I mean, even though like I've forgotten some things, like my husband's still in, I have so many friends who are active duty that I feel like it would be, it would be so like original. And also I think it would give folks like who don't know what it is to serve in the military, like what that, what romance looks like on a ship because it, it happens, um, it happens all the time. And so like, I feel like people would, would love it. I would. I'd buy it. (laughs) I'm there for you. (laughs) Your target demographic of people who want to read that. (laughs) Love it. So, Stimulant is so different, and I feel like the fact that it is different, like, kind of opens the door to weird levels of criticism. How do you handle that when it comes up? So I haven't gotten much criticism yet so I I guess that's great um in a way I like I've gotten and I don't know that I don't even know if it was crazy like I've gotten suggestions on like what people would like to see in the box or like what they would like to see less of um I I think in general just like with any criticism I think when you receive it you kind of have to take like a beat or two to like think about it and not get defensive because I feel like it's always our human nature to like just get defensive when someone's like telling you something that's opposite of like what 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 you believe or like what you've been doing right so I think that's that's always important but like any suggestions that I've received I've taken them into consideration just because there's always room for improvement um I haven't gotten anything like knock on wood. I hope like after I get off this, there's not like an inbox full of negative things. Uh, <laughs> um, I haven't, I don't think I've gotten any, any like negative. I myself think like, I would love to make the, the box more cost efficient for people. Um, but I feel like until I don't get to a certain level of subscribers, like I'm not getting those discounts. So like, I, like it, it would just not be doable. Like I would be making the box to just give it to people. Like I, like I wouldn't be compensated for any like time or effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I, that's my own criticism. Like I would love to make the box cheaper for folks um, just so it is more accessible for more people. 
I, I think what I what has been weird, like at the beginning, especially when I first started like telling people or just like posting about it on like my personal social media, who then like followed the Steam box, right? Like I started getting men that I had worked with in the past, like not necessarily like weird things, but I would have to go back and look at the messages, but just things that are like really like shut up. Like, <laughs> like what? And so I was kind of afraid that, like, saying, like, I'm selling vibrators, like, will be something that, like, opens the door for people to, like, approach me in, like, some kind of, like, fucked up way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, we didn't, me and KJ, like, we were both on the same ship. That's why I was saying, like, there's definitely ship love, because <laughs> um, we were both on the same ship when we met. Um, but, like, there was someone that we surfed with who, like, messaged me recently and was like I really want to ask you something but like it's not an appropriate question for like a woman who's married and I was like okay so don't ask it like don't ask it and like don't ever message me again because like I'm not about this but it may preface a text message like this like what are you doing friend right and so like that kind of made me think about like have I opened myself up to like people approaching me sideways because like I'm outspoken about like sexuality and sex toys but that's on them you know like that's on them like if that's what you got out of this like you you need to work on that with a therapist because it has nothing to do with me so yeah I make comments like that all the time like if that's how you're coming at this like like let me find you someone to talk to because Mm -hmm. like it just might be helpful like (laughs) my mom but she's going to kill me for telling the story. But <laughs> I told my mom that I was interviewing you and I was like, this is such a cool company. And like, it's all about romance. And she's like, Jessica, like you kind of talk about romance a lot on the podcast. I'm like, it's kind of what I read. Of course I do. And I was like, it's even cooler. Cause it's all about embracing self-love. And she's like, oh my God, it's a porn cast, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How did we get there? it what (laughs) right that's so funny like I can't even if you have to preface a conversation like let's work on you friend (laughs) yeah I mean even like something you asked me earlier like worries that I've had about the steam box like I also thought about it like would this be too much for publishers like oh And, like, I recently had a call with a big publisher about, like, uh, doing a partnership. And, like, up until that point, I really thought, like, this might be too much for publishers. Like, they're they're just not ready. Like, it's white men most of the time, you know? Um, So, like, that's always, that's, and I mean, it still is a fear. Um, But I'm hoping that, like, as we continue, as the conversation continues to shift, and, like, I think publishers have seen how book talk has like made books like especially romance books right go viral like people are reading this women are reading this everyone's reading this like I'm hoping that I really shift the conversation and people's views on like just romance reading and self-love and embracing our sexuality and like let's be real they're putting these books out there like (laughs) right like why would you put this out there if you don't want to (laughs) like right like, if you are writing about a sexual awakening and you can't handle people having a sexual awakening around that, like, again, we need to have a conversation and you need to work hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Speaking of which, 
great segue. You are obviously very much an advocate of embracing sexuality and embracing your self-love and all of that. Was there like a moment in your life when you really like decided to wrap your arms around your own sexuality? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I talked about college a little bit, but I feel like in college, I really had this moment of just like embracing self-pleasure and like figuring things out on my own um, or with a partner. And I think in the last couple of years, and I would probably say like probably the last year when like KJ was deployed and like I it was just me like it, it was such a great time to like not only like really like practice self-love but like what does that mean for me and what does that look like um and also realizing that that looks different for everybody that's amazing and it really does look different for everyone yep do you have any advice for listeners who kind of want to start their own bookish shop or even embracing their sexuality? Because that seems to be the theme. <laughs> yeah, with bookish shop, talk to people. Like, I think I was afraid to like reach out to other book boxes because like a uh, competition, right? Like, and I was embraced right away by like other book boxes. Um, they set up times to like talk to me like if I have questions about like where they bought things they're happy to answer my questions like they send me to like um, subscription box groups on Facebook that like just have different things happening Um, so don't be afraid to reach out to other folks like remember that the worst thing that anyone can tell you is no and it's just been so cool to be able to like just like vent my frustrations or just talk through like things that people who are not doing this like would not be able to like give advice or help or whatever um that I think that that's probably my biggest advice I feel like at the beginning I really felt like I had to do it all on my own and there's like wonderful people out there who are more than willing to like sit down and talk with you and tell you like the ins and outs and there's so much that I feel like I'm still learning like as I encounter like another hurdle or I'm trying to find someone to do something like it's been wonderful like all the people that I've talked to have been, have been amazing. Um, as far as embracing your sexuality, I mean, like, when you're reading, if you're reading, right, like, which, if they're listening to us, they probably are, like, <laughs> figure out, like, what you like, what turns you on, what doesn't turn you on, um, and figure out what that looks like for you, right, like, it might not even be, like, self-love might not even be a sexual thing for you, like, it might not be an orgasm, it might just be, like, being in the bath with a really good book or listening to music, putting on a hair mask, whatever, like figure out what's important for you in that sense and what brings you pleasure. Again, not having to be sexual and just like make time, make time for it. Um, And I think little by little, you're really going to figure out like what that looks like for you and how, how that best fits your life. That's something that I think Stimulant does so well, because like, while we've talked about like the sexual side of all of this, like that is not all the Stimulant does. Like you put candles in your boxes and like you make it very much uh, like almost like a relaxing box. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I want it to be an experience. Yeah. So like, I always try to put, I always put candles because like everyone loves candles, everyone. Um, but you know, I always try to put like some kind of like body scrub or like 
mask or like something, maybe some kind of bookish item. Um, like the summer box, I had a ton of like, you know, like lip care, face, like a face mask, um, like after sun care. So it's really about just loving yourself. Like if you get the vibe with it, cool and love yourself that way too. But if it just means like putting chapstick on or SPF, like then you'll have that too. Mm -hmm. and that's really why I love your box like while like it all is so much about embracing just like loving yourself it really shows all of the variety of ways that you can do that and that's why I love it so much (laughs) you know this entire interview is just me gushing over you because I just (laughs) thank you (laughs) so you have this line that I love so much the uh the more a book makes you clench your thighs, the better. I love that. And when you've talked about like, you like the daddies, what books do you like gravitate towards as a reader? Because first and foremost, that's like what you are. Yeah, I definitely love the daddies. I love an age gap, like Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas, Daddy Pike, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I love sports romances too. Um, Like a football college romance my cup of tea um definitely love open door scenes but I guess like I have like a like for example if I read something like well Penelope Douglas can kind of be slow burn like while she has like very steamy scenes like it takes a while to get there so like I guess if I read something like Katie Robert where like they're sex straight from the bat after I read something like that like I have to read something like very almost closed door like I have to like even myself out so like a rom-com would be great but I'm also very much like an emotional reader um so any like if there's something that's gonna like destroy me like make me horny and make me cry like I'm here for it like 100% I'm here for it like the rave I think it's the Ravenhood series um by Katie Stewart Jesus Christ like I was literally like walking around my block shedding tears like just crying um, because she destroyed me. It was like book one was super horny. Book two, I like could not stop crying. And book three was like a good balance in between. So yeah, like if you can make me cry and make me horny at the same time, I'm yours. Like you have me forever. The Raven, one of my friends on Bookstagram just posted about the Raven Hood. The Raven Hood. I think it's Raven Hood, yeah. Um, and she was like, no one told me I'd be emotionally destroyed by this. Like, yeah, I thought like, I was like, jumping into like a fun, steamy book and no. I was torn up. And then the author took pity on us and brought us back together by writing the third. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like a friend who sent it to me, um, didn't give me like, oh, she just told me like, you're going to be destroyed. And I was like, mm, okay. <clears throat> no like oh my god like my messages to her and then like everyone else who like I've talked to about this book afterwards I'm like I'm here for like emotional support however you need it like just know that you're gonna be shedding tears there's another one what did I just oh um I think it's the wayward series by love velvin um fuck like same thing three books like I started Friday didn't do anything that weekend because I had to read all three books over the weekend and I was like horny and destroyed and yeah those are definitely but after that like I was just so like empty inside that like a rom-com is like the perfect thing for me rom-com is kind of like my new palette cleanser yeah like when I read 
so much fantasy. Like right now I'm reading Audrey Gray's books, which is just like a lot of world building, Mm -hmm. a lot of trying to understand like the different creatures involved and all of that. Like I had to shift gears and like read a rom-com and then I'll read like really steamy stuff and I'll be like, "Mm, I need a break. (laughs) Rom-com. Yeah. It's like a great like reset. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect for that. (laughs) This has been amazing. Like so much. This was so much fun. (laughs) I love talking about all of this. And as you can obviously tell, I'm a big fan of yours and this box. So I have a closing question that I ask all my guests. What books are you currently binging? What am I reading right now? Right now I'm reading The Float Plan. Um, I don't know who the author is because it's who I am as a person. Um, (laughs) I will say though, like I feel like I have not seen enough content warnings about suicide in this book. So like, if like you're going to read this, know that like, it's, I mean, I think it says it on the back of the book. It's not a spoiler. Like the girl's fiance committed suicide. Like that's how the book starts out. So like, when people talked about it I thought it was just like okay that was kind of it and then it was gonna like fast forward like no she's very in the middle of like grieving and so like Mm. there's a lot of of thoughts that will like trigger you like your sadness so like just keep that in mind um I do however uh, a new Katie Robert book came out today I cannot remember the name and I like downloaded it when I was at work and I was like I cannot get fired so like I'm gonna have to wait um, so I'm probably going to like finish the float plan today so I can like binge Katie Robert tomorrow. Um, and talking about Katie Robert, I just, I got an arc. Um, I don't know if you've read Neon Gods, but Electric Idol, Neon Gods is fabulous. Like fabulous. You must read it. Um, it's so high on my list. You, ha- It's so good. It is so, like when I read it, I didn't know what I was like reading when I got the arc. And then I was like, it was fucking perfect. Um but Electric Idol is coming out in January and I had an arc of that. And like, literally I read that in like 24 hours, cannot put it down. So that's what I've been binging lately. And then that like Love Melvin series that I told you about, the I think it's called the Wayward series. Like not, like I think two weekends ago was when I read like all three books, cannot put it down. It's like this guy and this girl who meet in like college, um, he ends up becoming this very famous rapper and kind of like leaves her behind and then like they reunite again and like just just so much so much I love those types of series like second chance romance is like such a good and underutilized trope yeah and it's like a friends to lovers slash like second chance romance and it's just like it's so like they feel so deep and like it's one of those where like if they would just have conversations with each other oh but there's just so much it's such a great book and like some of the best steam I've ever read nice do you have like a steam level for your box like does it like have to like like on a scale like it needs to hit the certain level of steam or it definitely needs to okay I won't say it needs to be because if I find something that's not I mean, I feel like one last stop wasn't very steamy. Um, if I love the book, I love the book. Um, but I try to have open door romance. Oh. Um, eventually, though, I think I would love to like provide different options, like a starter pack to like romance readers and like 
your like middle romance readers and then like your very serious romance and like the level of steam I would love to like do something like that fair that's awesome I would be very deep into that side but (laughs) for those of people that like are dipping their toes into romance right like I feel like red white and royal blue and one last stop were really great like toe dipping books because they're like very sweet yeah. but not like like den of vipers <laughs> right 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 you're not reading like her out by penelope douglas yeah totally. right. well awesome thank you so much for taking the time i love this conversation of course thank you so much for having me this was lovely This has been Mel, the owner of Steamy Lit. You can follow her on so many different platforms, but on Instagram, her bookstagram account is Mel. She posts amazing book recommendations. I definitely recommend checking it out. You can follow the Steamy Box on Instagram at the Steam Box Co. You can follow the overall company, Steamy Lit, at Steamy Lit. And I just, I cannot recommend this box enough. It's so cool. So just self-pleasure derived. It's wonderful. This has been a bookshelf binge. I'm your host, Jessica. You can follow me on Instagram at bookshelf binge. Be sure to check out the Patreon if you want early, early episodes that are ad-free. Be sure to check out the merch at the Etsy store. The Etsy store is called A Bookshelf Binge, but can also be found on the website at abookshelfbinge.com. I'm constantly pumping out new merch, so be sure to check back, see if there's anything you like. Also, be sure to join the Discord. I'm constantly reaching out, asking for episode recommendations to see who you guys want to hear from, merch ideas, book recommendations, you name it. I am constantly on there trying to reach out to build really community with all of you listeners. I'm so excited about it. So be sure to check that out. The link is in the episode description. And I hope you love this episode as much as I do. I will talk to you all next week.